Hello and welcome to Exposed Network. I am Anthony Hinoza. And I'm Migs Whiskey. Today we are talking about cheating. <laughs> Sex. <laughs> A nice fine subject of cheating. Now obviously I'll mix up with that is sex as well, but uh, we wanted to talk about this subject with uh, with somebody else who has experience of not being not just going through that, but being able to get out of it as well. Now, and that's not just you, Migs Whiskey, because you've talked about it before that you've definitely yeah. have dabbled in this in the past. No, yeah, but um, we've <laughs> we've found we found somebody else that's a good friend of ours, and uh, he is also dabbled in the that exact same time past as well <laughs> and our guest today is my good friend sean michael what's up sean michael up? man thanks guys for having me i appreciate it thanks for being here man yeah, i really appreciated that dude this is a good topic yeah this is a definitely a fun job me myself i've never cheated on anybody but like it's that's good because you're yeah. gonna i'm definitely gonna be on the outside of this asking the question asking certain questions and uh, certain mindsets to come behind it but like cheating has always been something that um that i've been afraid of like I've been on the, the the fear of it, whether it would be happening to me more so, and so I can probably maybe be able to like <laughs> be the ladies that you cheated. <laughs> At least the mindsets of those, and like try to like try to give a little insight about what that might feel like, or, or or the feelings that come behind it. But for myself personally, I've kind of like try to steer my myself away from that as far as possible, away from that mindset, and try to get closer to my personal connection with somebody. And I'm sure both of you guys have made that same exact growth in in your life now. Yeah. And I I definitely want to talk about that definitely in the second part, like mm-hmm. the solution of like yeah. how. Were you able not to do this? Because yeah. it's been a battle right. that I've battled since the moment I figured out sex. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Here on Exposed Network, we talk honesty. We always like to ask why and then be honest with those answers. And that's not going to be any different about uh, with today's episode. So because we're talking about sex, it might get a little raunchy. So yeah. some people, if you're sensitive to this subject, maybe this is not the episode for you. Just tune in for our next week's episode where we're talking about other things. But if you can handle it. It, hopefully it'll be some good um, solution and a good connection to understand and I, and I feel you could get something out of it if you're the cheater and if you've been cheated on like because yeah. I know there's a lot of people that are like was it me right. I think you're gonna find a little bit of that like I'm not gonna for sure say you're gonna find your answer yeah. but I think there'll be some stuff because we'll be talking about that too was it the other person the other person who was yeah. it like yeah. what, what, what plays into this because there's yeah. so much things to this this piece of this puzzle yeah right it's very true and yeah. so um before we get into that though we like to do a little uh checking in how we're doing and everything makes whiskey how you doing dude good brother good you, um, you came from a show or something like that right yeah dude um to live and die in la sean was there man supporting man support nice. those who support you yeah, yeah and uh stevan oriol uh his uh photography was up there and a yeah. bunch of other ones merrick and um Frank and uh, they did a tribute to uh, Motorcycle Club and uh, a lot of great people. It was basically like artwork that's like about the LA culture, right? Yeah, dude. Everything on that wall was LA. That's yeah. awesome. They had like an area for Skid Row, an area for Venice, mm-hmm. um, movies that like we grew up li- watching, like La Bamba, yeah. Blood In, Blood Out. Yeah. I guess he was a photographer for those movies. And like, what's crazy mm-hmm. is I just watched in uh, Blood In, Blood Out. And I saw his name in the credits. Nice, nice. And I was like, "Oh, that's that's dope." And yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> Stevan, he's 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 got that book. This is Los Angeles, and and he's he's a big part of that culture, man. Yeah, Mr. Cartoon and yeah. all that stuff. Like, so it was there was art on the walls. There was art on the people. Everyone's tattooed. And yeah, 
from yeah. different from different walks of life in LA. Mm-hmm. It was a culture, the cultura, mm-hmm. you know, Chicano and and just LA. Yeah, you know, they had a lowrider that was sweet. Nice. So it was great. Did uh, me and my brother Vicious? We did the set. Yeah, you know our songs and um. It was great, man. We got a lot of love, and and that's what I love, man. When we play for like a random crowd, like yeah. I've opened up for metal bands mm-hmm. at the show, I opened up for hip hop artists. Yeah, I'm always willing to like just push the envelope and yeah. just like just see what's next, man. Yeah. And and that's I think that's art, yeah. you know. That's art in itself. It's just let's do something different. Yeah, right. That's I like. So yeah, doing good, man, and just staying positive and moving forward and just loving the process. That's cool, you know. And, just getting doing it That's what cool. about you brother i'm doing good i'm trying to uh figure out uh, my next step into figuring out my living situation and trying to get to the next place or whatever that might end up being and it's like it really is like i'm in like the uh the um the planning room you know and just like sitting there almost like like a crazy person like writing on the walls i'm trying to figure out what it is i'm gonna do with my next steps in life and um that is part of the process and i've learned i'm learning to love that process and um and it's a uh, it's interesting. We'll see where it goes. And that's what's always exciting. I've never been able to plan out my life very well, but I've always been excited about like the, the last thing that I did. So I'm excited to see where I'm going next, and it's going to be my next chapter. We'll, we'll see what it, what happens with that. But outside of that, uh, Exposed Network, seeing what we can do with this. Oh. I want to start doing videos and stuff like that, and I want to see like how I want to do that like the most efficiently, uh, most efficient way and everything. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes from there. But um, but yeah, I'm doing good though. I'm doing really good. Um, Sean, what about you? What's new with the with your life? What's been what's been the thing that you're excited about lately and everything? Uh, I'm just grateful to be here, man, and I'm grateful definitely to be alive today. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a good weekend. Went and saw the show. Makes that yeah. was a good show. That's cool. It was dope. I love LA because there's so many different cultures here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, you know, growing up outside the city like not growing up experiencing that, those cultures like but just to see the perspective from those cultures on how they see la how they've experienced it man, i love going to that kind of stuff man and um but right now yeah just just been chilling dude to be honest with you uh really going through a lot of like self exploration and stuff i feel like i've gone through so many different growth phases in the last three years for sure especially the last few months man like yeah. it felt like 2019 was on a real good roller coaster ride up and then always good. What comes up has got to come down at some point. Yeah. And it's been learning to to be grateful for the blessings of struggling. Yeah. To be grateful for that the darkness because you know that's when it's been a real test of faith as of late. And um, you know, and I'm grateful for that because it's like I always feel like there's always something good right waiting around the corner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like whenever I'm being tested, when I'm being pushed, and um, it's definitely felt that way the last couple months and. And as we're going to talk about, you know, one little bad decision, you may not think about a big thing, but then it kind of opens the door to make another bad decision. And one, and then you just compounds over time. Yeah, the next it thing feeds you know, the beast. Yeah, right. And uh, next thing you know, and like, fortunately, if you can bring awareness to it, you can look and go, okay, things aren't, you know, bad. So let's jump on it before it gets that way. And, and um, but yeah, I feel like uh, lately, like just a lot of mental, emotional battles just trying to push through, figuring out what's next, uh, from going to having all these plans to feeling overwhelmed to, okay, let's stop back, go to the basics, regroup, regather, and then also like not allowing, because I've been so good at beating myself up my whole life. Right. Just because, as we'll share today, like there's been so many things that I looked at myself as a bad person. Instead mm-hmm. of not a bad person, I just made bad decisions. It yeah. was always I was a bad person making right. 
So one bad decision just was easier to make another one because I'm like, I already fucked up once. Yeah. What's another more, you know, to add to it? Put it on my tab. Yeah. yeah right. So so it's also like bringing that awareness to, hey, man, that negative self-talk's coming in. Because if you don't catch it, man, it compounds and it can be a motherfucker to deal with. Oh, yeah. dude. Next thing you know, you've opened that door to feeling depressed or why you're not worth like sometimes even just doing anything for the day like going to the gym or taking the dogs on a walk it's like i'm not worth this time right now i'd rather just you know what i'm saying so yeah like it's crazy how much mental emotional battles can like overtake you if you allow them you know you know what i mean yeah. it's crazy how that has like veered not i want to say veered me away from my faith but instead of you know talking with god throughout the whole day or you know reading jesus calling every morning however not remembering what i read or not relying on that falling back on that throughout the day just focusing on those thoughts and compounding it's crazy because it like divides you from your faith almost gets put on the back burner because you're like i got this i'll figure this out yeah and i'm realizing like that's not <laughs> it's not right. gonna work that man, way man i read something great it said um is prayer your steering wheel or the spare tire mm. that's good do do you actually you know use it to drive the car or do you wait till the 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 car's falling apart to yeah. put it in yeah. so it's and when you're talking about like like conscious and aware man like the little drop can become a a pool later yeah. on become an ocean yeah and anthony talks about that a lot you know he talks about like it is serious you know like that little thing and that's what we're going to talk about today yeah. man and you talked about mental and you talked about emotions and i feel like when emotions come we tend to look for solutions and in our topic yep. today it's cheating and that comes up with sex and i feel like that's a solution for some of us yeah some in some oh, sick yeah. freaking way it's a it's a it's a fix it mm -hmm. it's a band-aid it's an instant gratification so when emotions come i tend to look like who could i call yeah. to make me feel good mm -hmm. yeah. and then next thing you know it's a slippery slope yeah. yeah into the dark side of town right right so uh well as we get into this subject uh, uh we've had already released a subject about sex and we talked pretty in depth about pornography and all kinds of things that go on with love sex. and sex the difference right. of love being emotions meaning truth and to give and sex being pleasure instant gratification and a fix right and so what we're going to focus on today is that fixed sensation Whoa. because obviously the cheating comes in with this nobody wants to cheat like it's this idea of like <clears throat> what would you like to do i would like to have a girl that's on the side and i would like to just have sex with as many people as i possibly can also it's like, well that doesn't really work as well unless you're a lying a liar in that also and if she's totally cool with it so in most scenarios you're a liar who isn't telling you know anybody about the whole entire people scenario get hurt happening. yeah exactly so yeah. then that means that you're working hard and lying to be able to get something, and that is the fix. That is, in a lot of ways, the same mentality as any kind of addict, really. And that's why they have stuff like Sex, uh, sex Anonymous and all kinds of stuff like that. So um, so let's dive into this subject. And, um, and Sean, I think that you're qualified to be able to talk about this uh, because of um, the way that you present yourself. The, you've already spoken so much about mentality and thinking on the inside, and I'm sure that you've had cheating. I mean, it, talk about cheating. Is it, has it been a thing in the past? Oh yeah, yeah. All well, right, I was like, <laughs> right, was my life blueprint. <laughs> yeah, I'm not no, gonna lie. like when I heard Anthony say like, no one really wants to do this. I'm like, at one point, my sick mind was cool with all that. Yeah, right. like being the side dude. Yep. Like you know, like yeah. getting taken care of from like uh you know these extra women yeah. yeah in in many ways you know financially uh -huh. and uh sexually yeah so it's sick but you don't know how sick you are 
when you're in it. Yeah, right. So you, Migs, have had oh, your... Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I have so had my <laughs> share. Yeah, you had your share in the subject, and so has Sean. I, myself, straight up, honest to God, have never cheated on anybody in my life. That's great. And so for That's, me, I'm wow. going to be on the outside of this. Yeah. If anything, I might have the mindset of what it feels like to be cheated on, or what it may feel like to oh. be um, your, <laughs> your significant other. Have you been case. cheated on, Anthony? I'm pretty sure that I have. I don't think no. I've ever been told specifically, but oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that I have. But um, that's by this point, it's just like whatever. But it is something yeah. that I'm that I get uh, afraid of because that's scary. That feeling of it because I'm so much on the opposite side of like relationships and love and like how hard it is to be able to maintain the best version of that. That something that in my head that throws a wrench in the whole program would be cheating. Yeah. And so that's why, like for me, I'm gonna be so much on the opposite end when it comes to the experience that. Um, I'll have questions. I want to know what it is to like be in that mindset and everything. Because especially mm. coming from two people that have gotten out of it, working probably on the tiny little corners of the mind of any kind of temptation and stuff like that, that's something that I'm I'm interested in talking about, and I'm sure our audience would love to hear. And then not only that, like like we always say, this is not coming from psychology. We don't have no PhD, no, no masters. This is baptized through the fire. We've just talking from experience mm-hmm. and. Take it, leave it. If it doesn't apply, let it fly. Mm-hmm. And it's just two dudes that talk about cheating that they've experienced. And my brother that's never cheated. And let's get this started. Yeah. Let's talk about sex, man. And like, what is sex? Right. We've talked about it before. How like sex is like, and it's the na- it's a natural, right? It comes naturally with anything. For for like anybody who wants to talk about addiction and stuff like that, you're not born and then eventually you're gonna have a, you're gonna have a uh, a want or a desire for heroin. That's just gonna happen naturally. Yeah. It doesn't happen. Yeah. You introduce that into your life. Sex, on the other hand, is 100% natural. Every single one of us is gonna have that urge to want this specific thing. Yeah. And um, <laughs> unlike something like heroin, there is a smarter way of going about it. Yeah. And that is through a healthy relationship, marriage or something like that, right? Yeah. And unhealthy way of going about it. Yeah. When it comes to drugs and stuff like that, there is no healthy way of doing heroin. <laughs> From what I understand, it's pretty yeah. damaging no matter yeah. how you go about it. But when it comes to sex, there is a healthier way of going about it. And because of this, natural, everybody's going to go through it, and there is a way to have it, that's where this gray area kind of exists. And we live in a society in which casual sex, and it doesn't matter as long as you're not caught, this whole entire mentality is like, it's going to be fine. There's no heavy consequence to this. It's not like you're going to be coming like homeless on the street begging for sex. Yeah. You're not going to be like somebody who's uh, going to be completely falling apart because they're not having sex or something like that, withdrawals or whatever. It's all just a mental game, and it all exists in our society. And because of that, that sets up what it means to yeah, mental, start cheating. Mental and mm-hmm. physical, for sure, man. And uh, sex, instant gratification, a fix, a band-aid. Like I said, when emotions come, we tend to look for solutions. And I know I, I, I used uh, sex as a solution for, for many years. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, I feel down. Make me feel good. Make me feel special. But in a so selfish freaking way. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sean, how about you, brother? Oh, yeah, bro. Like, it was, if you ever feel lonely, it was who can I call? Like, even though, like, it was only temporary, it was the same thing. Like, I mean, I'm ne- I've am i never struggled with substance abuse, but I look at the feelings and the desires the same way with the sex as yeah. far as, like, it was just a Band-Aid. I wasn't having sex because I wanted that particularly. It was more of, like, hey, I'm feeling this. I don't want to feel this. What can I do not to feel this way? What can I do to avoid it? Mm-hmm. And it was so that's why I looked. When I looked at it, it was, like, what was I using sex for? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, it felt good, and that all, dude, you're getting your nut. That was obviously yeah. like mm-hmm. on your mind. Mm-hmm. However, 
I knew it was a problem because it was just trying to avoid other things that I didn't want to confront. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you can't avoid the fact that sex feels good. Anybody no. who's had sex, yeah. I don't think there's, there probably is bad sex, I'm sure. If you're not doing it right. <laughs> but, um, but, there, but sex does feel good. So there's no way around that. It's just like this feeling like it's going to feel great. And I think I've seen a chart before about like how your brain reacts to how like a pleasure, you know, and I've seen like how high um, food goes, you know, in your head yeah. when you have something good. And sex is higher than that. And then way higher than that is like meth. But like, but like in your head, in your mind, your the chemicals react to like this good feeling, the feel good, like uh, that feel good feeling of something. And um, if it feels good, chances are you're gonna want to feel it again. Oh yeah. And uh. so with with sex, it comes to that thing where it's just like it's fine, it's natural, it's okay to have it. But now we're not talking about a phys- the just the physical feeling of something. Now we're talking about the mental kind of baggage yeah. that comes Dude. with it. And it's not only your own mental and emotions, man. You are affecting other people. Like, mm-hmm. even if you're not in a relationship and you're dick slinging or whatever you want to call yeah, sure. it, you're out there, player, player, yeah. popcorn player, whatever, uh, <laughs> people are still getting hurt. Oh, yeah. You know, people oh, are still, sure. you're messing with people's emotions. This girl might think, I'm truly, I'm truly trying to find love, and I'm not. Yeah. I'm really trying to just find a fix. Yeah. And even I play into that. I, I played into that whole, like, well, I'm going to have to play the boyfriend little thing going on right now. And I was sick, but like, what, what we were talking about here is when you are in a relationship, and how it like truly just affects everything yeah, about yeah. it. I mean, the purity, the integrity of even like the just every emotion, every feeling, everything about the relationship is now tainted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's uh, let's uh, let's kind of like guide our way into some experience. But more so, we don't have to talk about any specifics if you don't want to, but you're more than welcome to. Um, but we're more so talking about the feelings that go behind this and everything. Yeah. So um, Sean, seeing as I'm your guest, um, when those opportunities came up, yeah, and you had an opportunity to cheat, the things that if you remember, if you can, yeah, I really oh, don't. Dude, have, I don't have no. I don't have a tally. I don't have a tally about how many times that you <laughs> cheated. So I'm not sure if you can remember all the way oh, to the yeah, first I time can, that you ever did. I can give you a few. But <laughs> but <laughs> the first time. But the first time that it did happen. Yeah. Was it a conviction? Did you feel this certain kind of like I shouldn't do this? And was it harder versus say the next time after that like of that feeling? Yeah. That when it comes up, it's all for, at least from my experience, it was all selfish. Yeah. As far as like it. And this is from my experience. It was one, like getting your fix. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, two, it's, ooh, she's different. So mm-hmm. being with someone different, ooh, she's whatever, she's just different. Um, it was like, there was honestly like a thrill in doing something that you aren't supposed to do. Right. That's like an attractive, like, desire. Mm-hmm. And so, like, at the same time, you're battling your conscience. You're that little voice, like, come on, bro, you know better. Or think about what if, and you downplay the consequences because the more you think about the consequences, the more you're you trying to, to co-sign it. Oh yeah, you're trying to talk yeah. yourself into it, basically. Yeah. And so the, it it was like that, and then the more you do it, or the more I did it, the less I had to talk myself into it. It was more just like, Psh, I'm so good at this now, like no one knows. Yeah. You know what? I mean? It can get carried away, just like one bad decision just turns into an X. It just literally it can get. It's where like I literally took pride in how good I was at being able to lie and manipulate. It was right. crazy. I'm a, yeah. I'm a weirdo, and I'm always just like looking at like the beginnings of like how it kind of all starts and everything. And I'm not sure if you'll be able to you know remember where it was and like um, how this kind of came about. Yeah. But I'm always interested in say like um, the first time that you ever cheated on somebody. 
how long were you in that relationship for? Did you even care about the girl that you were with? And how easy or how long did it take for you to convince yourself that it was okay to cheat when you first, when you first the first time that you did it? So what kind of like set my foundation was um, it was it was after a while. So like I started dating this girl in my senior year of high school, right? Yeah. She was my first, all that stuff, and we were together for roughly two years or whatever. Well, I was completely dedicated to her. I had opportunities being an eighteen year old kid. Yeah. However, I was completely faithful, was with her. Well, that relationship went south. And, like, just I took, like, a lot of, like, I felt like I was, how did I become the bad guy? Like, everything kind of felt like it turned around. So the quality kind of started falling. Yeah, like, completely. And I left, the questions I was asking myself was, what did I do wrong? I thought I did everything right. right. I loved her to death. I was faithful. Like, what am I, what did I do to deserve this? Yeah. To where my thinking all of a sudden became, like, you know what? excuse my language like fuck this yeah, yeah. like i'm gonna do what i want to do from mm-hmm. now on because if i'm just gonna get hurt anyway then it's not worth it i'd rather live my life my way yeah and so i stayed single as far as didn't get in a committed relationship however i would date multiple girls and then there was even a time when i was in my early 20s where i dated a girl and she thought we were together however i didn't live like whenever i wasn't around her and i was out with my dudes i was single 100 percent. right she didn't know that yeah I mean, I think she, looking back, and we're still friends to this day, this girl and I, looking back, I think she kind of had an idea. Yeah. However, the fact that she didn't know, it was almost like you kept getting away with stuff. I kept getting away with things mm-hmm. that it, like, encouraged more, encouraged more, encouraged more. So I think I, it probably went on, like, that girl and I were together for maybe two years, close to it or something like that, and it it was always going on. That's very interesting. I have, I have a very specific thought towards that specific experience. Yeah. Migs, I've never asked you this question specifically. I'm not sure how comfortable you are asking, but do you, or uh, answering, but do you remember the first time that you cheated? Like the, the feeling I th- of it? I think like, like he said, it was, it was this thing like where you knew it was wrong, but then like the more you got away with it, it became like a, like a muscle memory and it was just like, I'm good at this. Yeah. And were you in? Uh, do you remember that relationship? Where it's a long one. Did you care about her? Man, to tell you the truth, man, like I'm one of those kids that was sexually active real young. Yeah, right. So it's like, I mean, I lost my virginity when I was 12. Mm-hmm. So um, I can't really tell you. Like, and even before that, I was kind of like, you know, the little girlfriends. You don't. So you don't remember the first time you quote unquote cheated? Cheated. Do you remember? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like, all right, it doesn't make any sense when it comes but to like, the question I could ask. No, no, yeah. That, but but um, do you remember at least the first time it was a conviction that you're like, I shouldn't, but. Oh, man, dude. Yeah. When uh, she had ended up not being able to make it to a gig, I was already in this punk band out in East LA, and um, she didn't make it to the gig. And, and you know, I'm young, musician. And uh, got the chance, and I remember I felt like, damn, I, this is this is wrong. But then it was just like it just I co-signed it. Yeah, I went in there and I just started co-signing it, co-signing it. Like I wasn't looking for solutions. Mm-hmm. If anything, I was looking for facts to co-sign it. Yeah. So with that mentality, it was already gonna happen. So for yourself, um, was it that um, 
do you think was it hard for you like to to do cheating and stuff like that because it sounds like it wasn't like it was in the long run okay because this is where i'm getting to <laughs> coming from sean's story versus coming from your story he was in an actual relationship he like really right. loved the chick this is the thing where it's just like i think most people want the same thing right most people in general we do want that like affection and that love and that connection with somebody and to be able to have that quote unquote because I don't think this is a dream but a quote unquote that perfect relationship to be like connected with another person and just be like you two forever right I don't think that's a dream I think that can exist if you're too lazy to get it Sean you were very much looking towards that type of relationship I think and as it kind of was getting rocky doesn't matter whose fault it was but as it was getting rocky you started losing faith in that type of relationship it sounds like to me Migs you never really had no I never you know what now that like (laughs) straight up never like like when I when I when I look back and I took some inventory on this, none of my relationships were real. Yeah, they were all for self gain. I was yeah. a selfish, self centered when it came to relationships. Yeah. I just looked for my own gain. How am I gonna get on top? And that's how I lived my life, right. man. Like I lived on that like um, self gain. Ain't no one gonna hurt me because I'm never gonna give you that much kind of power. Yeah, right. And I don't know where that came. That must have came from real young. Yeah. Like the moment, like family members were screwing me over. Right, right. You know, and I was just like, no one's gonna get emotions yeah. out of me. Mm-hmm. And I was I fucking compl- I was I was like that. I was like a homeboy in American History X. That mm-hmm. hate just never let love in ever. Yeah, right, right. That I just had hate for it, and I just like, and it just really always affected me. And through all the years till like just two years ago man like yeah. mm-hmm. i didn't start letting people in <clears throat> and starting like trusting that yo maybe like this might work yeah right so yeah for me it was straight up and i never i never looked went into a relation thinking i'm gonna marry this chick yeah i always looked in and I'm like show sure, man i'm gonna ride this till the wheels fall off because mm-hmm. i and i know the wheels <laughs> are gonna fall off because i'm if anything i already put nails up on front of the road yeah, yeah. right and yeah so i do come from a way more like i never had that that feeling that's that's important because you 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 look across the board and cheating's cheating right but everybody has that different background about how they see the life one you get somebody who feels betrayed about what they think that love should be or what a relationship should be and then revert to what everybody else is doing you know pretty casually versus somebody who was taught that this is just a casual way of life like this is just the way that it is whether it be taught by family members or friends or people around your neighborhood it's just like you 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 grow up in the mentality where you you don't really respect the the opposite um, gender or you don't respect yourself to really kind of like have that type of relationship so for yourself um sean um when you see yourself kind of like uh spiraling out of control how long do you think was it just that relationship or was it relationships after that that you continued to like uh, like cheat and stuff like that no so it was that one so after i got out of the my like first quote-unquote real relationship Uh and was like screw this i'm doing whatever i want yeah it was so that next relationship quote-unquote it wasn't even a real relationship Mm -hmm. poor girl yeah and like that's what like i carried a lot of that guilt with me forever because she thought it was real yeah and harry was just acting like it's not real like when i'm with you and all that it was great but then when you're at home sleeping or whatever you're doing you're out with your girls and i'm out with my dudes acting a fool yeah like when we broke up i was like whatever like i didn't even let it bother me Mm -hmm. i just said cool and then i just stayed single for a while kept doing my thing and um and then each relationship so i ended up meeting my ex-wife and and that just started off every 
quote-unquote relationship I got got into always started off on a negative foot because mm. of some stupid decision I made. Right. It's like with my ex-wife, for example, before we even started dating, like just getting to know each other, you know, here I am like, I remember we, we had moved into a house together just as friends. It was three dudes and her, and we had a party one night, and we were getting up and going snowboarding the next day, and... Some I don't even know that some girl I don't even know like few too many drinks, and I knew she like it wasn't like we were dating or anything. I knew she had something for me, and um, however I didn't even let it like I was just whatever I'm single I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, and that hurt her so bad though. Like even though we weren't dating, she's like we're still talking. She's like I thought you at least cared like started to care started right. to like me, and I was like yeah you're cool and everything, but we're not together so I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want. Right to turning around like a couple weeks later started kind of dating to like it already had like a negative footprint right you know what i mean the and waters then, were tainted yeah already and it was like then going into that relationship even just like six months into it you know uh, another slip up another accident yeah where you know and it, i was at a party way too much to drink like completely too much blacked out went upstairs and some girl like told everyone there and like hey like i want him and they're like well he's dating her she's like well i want him watch i'll get him and i'm up blacked out upstairs passed out next thing you know some girl comes in barging into my room yeah and did i stop it no but i don't even barely even remember it sure you know what i mean and so now here's that to we get married to it was always selfish decisions whenever things weren't going well Whenever the relationship was kind of like going south and it was just, it was like fine. However, I never, I lacked that courage to stand up and say, hey, this isn't going well or whatever talking. It was more of like, fuck it. I'm getting attention over here. Not from you. Just making those bad decisions of, and when that feeling of, hey, you're not doing the right thing or this isn't, dude, these consequences, because there's always consequences for our choices. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Like we make decisions. Whether that happened immediately or whatever, it doesn't matter. There's just anytime we make a choice, there's a consequence for it, good or bad. So it was one of those things where I just, I I, I noticed that anytime I make it, like, or go into something, that little voice is like, bro, what about the consequence? And I'm just like, I got really good at silencing that voice. Ignoring it, right. And just next thing you know, the consequences come and I'll deal with them when they come. Yeah. I think that ultimately you, um, Everybody needs to understand that, like, uh, we, as much as we don't know, we know, right? Yeah. So it's not like oh, yeah. even Migs, like, growing up in an environment you grew up, it's not to say that, like, you didn't know. It's called cheating for a reason. Like, it's called, like, these specific things or these specific things are, like, these uh, the standards of, like, this is just regular old morality of regular <laughs> people who don't even believe the same thing. This is just the standard. And um, we all know that lying to somebody always comes at a price, that it comes at a price of ourselves, of saying that, like, I have to go out of my way to not tell the truth. Truth usually comes naturally from people. We work our ways into the places where we can lie easily. And um, so we have to work to do that, which means that in a lot of ways we've lied to not only other people, but unto ourselves as well. As Sean, you talk about like this, 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 this voice that's kind of like speaking to you and saying, mm-hmm. this is wrong, but you've learned, which means you work mm-hmm. to silence that voice. Mm-hmm. You work to really kind of like ignore it. And, um, some people work harder to ignore it. Some people don't work as hard. It just yeah. comes pretty easily to ignore it. But eventually, yeah. you get to a place where you realize it's wrong. Now, the times that you realize that it's super wrong, 
I'm assuming you can correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Is this when you get caught? Uh, not even when I got caught, man. It was weird. Like, okay, so after my marriage, like all that went down, and it was I got caught. Yeah. Like I never admitted to anything. In the moment, we ended up separating or whatever, and she found out down the line everything that happened, and um, and even like that was a big wake up call just because we were married. And we had a kid. I don't believe that the marriage would have worked out, regardless. Regardless. Okay. So it wasn't like the cheating was the decide, like the deciding factor. At least on, on my side, for her, it was obviously different. Sure. Um, however, like, and that's one thing that my my brain played on me a lot was, hey, like, technically, like, I know you cheated, but like you were gonna leave anyway. So sure. it's kind of try to justify it. Sure. And it was when I finally took extreme ownership. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and said, hey, bro, like, regardless you know you gotta stand up to what you did and so it was like i didn't cheat i have not cheated i should say that clarify i have not cheated uh since like that experience and that was in my late 20s and i've dated a few girls since then i'm 37 now so it was at least almost nine ten years ago i've been in relationships where like i just came out of that and was like I just don't want to start off and I wasn't perfect don't get me wrong I yeah. just I knew I didn't want to start off relationships with a negative foot right. and you, you knew what not to do right yeah it was like dude I made so many mistakes and I cheated on so many people and hurt so many people that I got tired of be like behaving that way yeah. and and also getting that title of like a cheater you know what I mean because I knew that's not who I really really was yeah I was just acting out and behaving and it was like I knew in order to stop the behavior and that stuff, I had to get to the root. And then on the flip side, another thing that woke me up was after my marriage, being on the opposite end and having someone cheat on me. We're experiencing that break of trust, um, betrayal, like experiencing those feelings of what those girls were probably experiencing when I was cheating. Like that was a huge wake up call because I'm like, damn. Tables have turned. Big time. I know that feeling. It was hard. Like, one of the hardest things I've ever mentally, emotionally gone through just to, like, I mean, I went down, like, tiny, dude. I felt so small. Yeah. And I was, like, you know, and it was a great thing that I went through that because I'm, like, now, like, you know, I'm in a relationship now. And now it's even more of a conviction of, like, I'm not even going down that road. And don't get me wrong, I'm I'm a human being. I get tempted. I'm faced with temptations like anyone. Mm -hmm. However, I would never go down that road again not even just because i'm in a relationship it used to be oh you're dating someone so you can't it's you know, i know what it, it, it's like to feel like that and so right. to break someone's trust and to, to betray someone and it's like like regardless of who i if i choose to date someone and have a relationship with them they don't deserve that kind of right. you know what yeah. i mean and so changing my behaviors and and not like I don't want to be like that no more. You know what I mean? I don't want to be and like that. And I think that, you hit so. on something good too, because not only do you, you you hurt your significant other, but you start something in someone that can either just like could be really devastating, like destroy them. Yeah. yeah. Like you're starting a flame in this other person, thinking, giving them an illusion that they're gonna have this thing, and I could, I, I could could relate with that man yeah. it's like when you start this fire in this next in this other person yeah like that person's gonna have some things too yeah. like your 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 significant other is gonna be hurt and it's gonna be sick and i know that feeling because i got cheated on that and i didn't know that feeling for a long time yeah until you start caring about somebody yeah and then you care about someone and then boom it happens yeah 
And um, yeah, but people get hurt, man. Yeah. Um, in, in your scenario, uh, Migs, um, when did you finally start feeling a conviction like that? Finally, because he, um, Sean talks about he started feeling in his late twenties after that your marriage. I'm assuming. Yeah, right? that's when it starts. And, and uh, that's when you start feeling conviction. Like I don't want to do this anymore. For you, it's a little later, right? Yeah. And when 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 was that moment that it's just like I don't want to do that anymore? That's not that's not right. <sighs> I think I I think it was always there. Mm-hmm. Like to say that I I didn't, I wasn't aware and conscious of what I like I was getting. Like I think about insanity. People say doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Well, my life is, is insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, knowing exactly what was gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like I knew. <laughs> And it was in everything in my life. Like, this whole cheating thing, going back to this cheating thing, I think about, like, like my whole life, just my conscience. I was against my conscience. Yeah. Like, I, my my whole programming in the neighborhood I grew up in with the people I grew up in, I'm not saying that it was, like, the ghetto or worse. No, it's just, like, the people I was around, conscience is a weakness. Mm. And, and and we and we try to drown it. Yeah, right. The nice guy finished last. Yeah, guy like finished. that. Nice guys finish last. Mm-hmm. Bad guys finish on her face. Yeah, yeah. Like this whole fucking thing <laughs> that they have to say. Like, this, yeah, this is really fucked up shit. Yeah. It's this fucked up mentality. And today, I like don't believe in that. Yeah, yeah. But that's how I used to talk. Yeah. Because that's what I was building, yeah. and it wasn't only in cheating. It was in committing crimes. Mm-hmm. It was in everything in my life. Everything yeah. that I did was to drown that conscience. Uh, you cheated life. <laughs> yeah, I cheated life. Like, yeah. like you told me, like, hey, that's the wrong thing to do. Like, shut up, homeboy. Yeah, like, right. This is what we do. Yeah. And it was, I don't know where that came from, but it just stuck. And it went through all my life. And I think for me, when, when, this, when it started changing was when there was a lot of consequences. Yeah. Like, like jail. Mm-hmm. Like in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And then I started started feeling the effects of getting cheated on. Mm. And I was like, whoa, man. Like, I started, I think life started hitting me. And I, I couldn't run away from the truth. Right. I couldn't run away from the consequences. I couldn't run away from the pain. Mm. I, could, I could lie and lie and lie and lie and lie. But eventually, that water got so, like, that little drip, a drop of water ended up becoming like an ocean that I drowned in. Yeah. And I had to come out of that. And it's been a, a hell of a ride. And, and, and like I said, man, for me, it was sobriety. Because I went through steps. And one of the steps showed me the truth. of Because it they make you go through um, relationships, just life experiences. You're talking about the 12 steps in AA. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. we're talking about 12 steps. We're talking about the inventory. Mm-hmm. And when I did that inventory, that's when it came to me. Yeah. And then I couldn't run away from the conscience and I couldn't run away from none of that stuff. And that's when I realized that none of the relationships I was ever in was I ever trying. I never gave them a fighting chance. Mm-hmm. I didn't even give myself a fighting chance in life. Yeah. In life. Like I said, like that was only relationships. I tried to drown my conscience in everything I did. Right. Just everything I did was for self gain, for self benefit. So. Yeah. I mean, like now, I mean, I'm, I'm in a relationship, the mother of my son, mm-hmm. and it's only been like two years of going on this journey. Yeah. And it, it's been, it's been, it's been that just exactly two years where like I started feeling like conviction to like give stuff a fighting chance, including mm-hmm. myself, including my relationship. So yeah, for me, it was, it was a different, 
it's interesting because in your scenario, it's like your whole entire life had to change, right? To kind of like everything, whether it happened at the same time or very close to the same time, everything kind of changed towards that direction of we got to stop doing wrong all over the place. So you flip the whole entire table around and you see that like uh, the cheating and the lying and the and the crime or whatever it was that fall into that lifestyle, all of that had to switch around. So it wasn't just, all right, I'm going to have to get a regular old job stop cheating on my girl and all these things had to line up at the same time versus in John's story it's very much like a, whether that happened in some kind of way it was very much like a pinpointed on this thing like this thing needs to change because this thing has been tormenting me or this thing is an issue or I see it as unfair or whatever the case may be yeah well that's why it bothered me so much the way that I behaved like when like I just stopped dating because mm-hmm. I didn't trust myself enough to be like faithful yeah. so the and the relationship I was in now, that was a real big reason why her and I stayed for. I just kept telling her I was like, I was honest with her up front. I'm like, I don't want anything. I'm not ready for anything because I knew where my head was at. Yeah. And so we stayed friends for like six or seven months before we started like dating and getting into mm-hmm. it. And I, it was for as much as it was like, hey, I really am not ready. Like I needed that, like to know I was capable of getting past like because I knew it wasn't. We always like looked at like okay how am i going to stop the fear how am i going to stop these emotions are not going to stop right it's going to come at you temptation like that's just life like people want like in relationships it's in yeah it's it's on social media it's on commercials it's on everywhere yeah in relationships you know girls like oh my gosh you were tempted like am i not good enough it has nothing to do with you it's just life life it's going to throw temptations and so like you know being friends with her dating her like hanging out you know i had to I had to know, like, hey, like, when these things come up, you know, can I, like, am I strong enough? And and that's, like, as I was building my, you know, my faith has been my, I can't do, that's my parachute. Yeah. I can't do life without faith. And, um, because I've tried before. Mm-hmm. And, it, dude, it got me nowhere. Yeah. It got hey. me, cr- sorry. No, no, go for it. Um, I, uh, I want to, I want to, like, take a break right now because the second half I really want to talk about, um, not just a solution, of like uh, yeah. of where you guys came from because you guys um, say that you guys are not cheating anymore and that's yeah. that's something that you're like proud of that you've like overcome yeah. that that comes with a lot of different types of changes so I want to talk about the solution but I also want to talk about our society and how they see cheating oh yeah because our society is pretty okay with it by this point a common phrase is everybody cheats yeah. and it's sick yeah, it's sick right? that that's a common phrase by this point so I want to talk about how society sees cheating and I want to see I want to hear your guys' solutions to what you had to do to be able to get out of this mindset and what you're currently doing to continue to go forward in that mindset so Dope. let's take a little break and then we'll come right back sweet alright let's take a little break uh, from talking about sex and uh, let's talk about a couple of our businesses that we support over on Exposed Network um, first one is a taco place. What is it called? Tacos el, el Gringo. Ooh, have you had those tacos before? Yeah, man, great stuff. All good, right, good, good, good. How good. do you, how um, do you contact them? On on Instagram at tacos underscore l underscore gringo g r i n g o. If you're having a hard time with that, just go to Exposed Network and you will find them there. Tacos el Gringo catering service. Yeah, I've heard they have really good food, really good tacos. So if you need a taco guy for whatever, uh, catering, whatever yeah, catering for whatever you need it for, hit him up. And the other person we'd like to um, throw out there is a business by... Um, Makeup by Lorin. Yep. That's uh, on Instagram, at 
makeup underscore by underscore Loren. L-A-U-R-E-N-N-N. Three N's at the end of that. Loren. Yeah. I've seen her uh, makeup work. It looks really, really cool. I yeah, think a lot of really good colors and everything like Quinceañeras, that. Quinceañeras, graduations, whatever you need, a wedding. Good stuff. Uh, Exposed Network, man. Sounds good. Let's get back to talking about sex. Welcome back to the Exposed Network. I'm Anthony Noza. And I'm Migs Whiskey. We're here with our guest, Sean Michael. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> We've been talking about uh, cheating, sex, what it means uh, when those two things uh, are together, and how they uh, kind of mess things up. Not just for mm-hmm. the people around you, but you also. Emotions, consequences, yeah, a lot. Yeah, right. So in the first half, we were talking about the ex- the examples and the experience. So between us three, Migs, Sean, you guys have um, experience with cheating. You guys have cheated on your um, on your significant others in the past. Yeah. And um, I have never cheated on anybody. So, but so I am the spectator, if you would, asking the questions and trying to figure out what that means and everything. And um, but. What we do have in common between us three now is that we all now understand that cheating is not good and that we don't. Yeah. We don't cheat. Now we're finally in the same Me page. and Sean have finally <laughs> joined the club. Came up. Came yeah, up. Right. So, um, so we want to talk about how we get there. Okay. Because um, in, this, in this society, yeah. We have, and I had mentioned this before we went on break, that we have this very common kind of understanding now. Society kind of throws this out there. They say, everybody cheats. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy. That comes with a certain type of mindset. That's like saying, like, oh, everybody steals. Oh, everybody murders. It's like this weird thing where it's just like we've become okay with that being a part of society. And for um, people that have kind of come up in that, how many people, friends or family or anybody that you know that cheat? No names. <laughs> oh yeah, countless. <laughs> it happens all the time. It happens all. It happens a lot. Yeah. yeah. So, so from coming into that society and me also knowing the society, living in it. Obviously, I'm not a hermit. I don't live in the cave somewhere. <laughs> I live in the same society. I also know that a lot of people cheat. A lot. Yeah. Some of the people that I look up to, some of my mentors, yeah. have cheated in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. and um, not just once multiple times and so to be able to kind of like look at this and see how society sees and those cheating, are the only times they got caught yeah right <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, they don't talk about the times they didn't um, so looking at society and how it treats cheating and how it treats sex uh, Migs and I have talked about this before on our sex episode that it is it all connects the way that society sees sex is eventually going to turn into bad sex, which is going to turn into cheating. Yeah. It's going to go that direction, and it has to. It's because if you don't have an ultimate truth about how you think about relationships or sex, then you're going to have ultimate chaos. Yeah. And ultimate chaos is cheating and and uh, all kinds of crazy things that come in with that as well. So. As we see society and how it looks at sex and how it sees cheating and stuff like that, we watch movies, yeah, and we see uh, and we listen to music, TV shows, all kinds of different types of media that teaches us that cheating is fine, that cheating is okay, that cheating is common, that it happens pretty often. How many rappers and musicians talking about cheating on their ladies? Pretty often, right? Yeah, they talk about how like it's oh man, I got caught because I cheated on my lady. Like that's the problem, and it's a pretty common problem apparently in a lot of uh, music. And um, that lines up with the whole entire society or culture, how they see drugs and how they see crime or how they see the how we treat each other and all kinds of other hate and all kinds of other things in the 
in that category. Um, but when it comes to cheating and stuff, even movies, we see it being a melodramatic kind of thing. It just happens as yeah. long as you don't get caught kind of thing. Sometimes yeah. it's just macho thing that comes into the mix as well. We have a uh, society or culture that talks about how men cheat more than women, which is probably statistically true. And that when men do it, it usually comes at this like disrespect to the opposite gender, disrespect to women. It's because we haven't been taught respect for women and what it means to be able to respect your lady and take care of her and all that um, because we don't have a lot of good examples of that so all of it kind of like tie into the same place do you guys remember like seeing cheating growing up like seeing it in a society whether it be in family members or friends or movies or stuff like that how do you how do you see the society and how it sees cheating and all that i totally remember it as far as not necessarily cheating Mm -hmm. but i remember growing up my dad my parents split up when i was just only 14 months Mm -hmm. so my dad was single and he didn't meet my stepmom, who's, you know, my mom. He, they didn't meet again until I was like four. And they got married when I was six. Mm-hmm. But for those first few years when my dad was single, you know, he was single and he was a playboy. Yeah. And um, that was just the lifestyle he lived. Yeah. I saw, like, I was a part of it. Like, I remember, uh, you know, we being little kid, we'd go to restaurants and, you know, flirting with the waitresses and stuff. And, um, uh, you know, just, I mean, that was just... And I love my dad to death. God bless him. You know, it was just a thing that he did at that time in his life. So for me growing up, being exposed to that, and like you said, the movies, you know, I grew up in the 80s. Like, I was a little kid. I was born in 82. So, like, Top Gun, like, just casual sex. Sex is everywhere. Mm -hmm. So it was growing up with, like, just seeing that and with that i had that perspective that women were was were just something that we did yeah um it was crazy though because i didn't have sex until i was a senior in high school right however i wanted to all the time and i had so many opportunities you know in my you know in high school junior high and i just never took advantage of it It was crazy because it was like it was taboo like i want to do it but i don't i don't know it was weird and then when it happened like once the floodgates were open it was like that's it next thing i know like women you know were just something to do so like when i was single it was just what we i did like you know what i mean like it anytime you went to a bar it was like hey i'm here with my homies having a good time and who's here yeah who right. can i go home with Migs had talked about it one time like uh at uh kind of uh, made the comparison to like a drug dealer that women now had like they were the drug dealers and if they had something on them to sell or to give that that was the offer up right but if they that drug dealer didn't have something you just go to the next drug dealer right (laughs) yeah like yeah when you call up and then don't answer and stuff you go get another plug yeah right yeah and that's crazy it's just like all of a sudden we're women quite possibly a one-time machine as like companionship if it ever is that once you have sex and all of a sudden they become dr- these drug dealers. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Like, it becomes like, a fix. Yeah. Some girls were like, you hook up with them and they're like thinking like, oh, that's it. We're going to get married. Like, well, slow, slow your roll. Yeah. And then other girls are like, it was crazy. They were just like down with it. Like, hey, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like, I remember, you know, in my 20s, I'd go to a bar at City Walk and like for at least two or three months, the same girl, like I'd go there single She'd be there single if we ran into each other and there was nothing going on that night outside of that. It was like, hey, what's up? What are you doing? Nothing. Cool. Yeah. You want it? Like, it was it was so easy to be casual. And then, like, the thing is your friends, like, also are, dude, hey, what's up? Like, just you're getting that recognition. Like, oh, you're sleeping with so many girls. You know, you're the, the cool guy. All the girls want. Like, there's so many things that feed off of it Yeah. that it was like, oh, this is 
this is where I'm getting my glory, my recognition. Yeah. So I'm doing what I'm good at. So just keep. It was weird. That it's yeah. like that. Yeah, it just feeds in yeah. you. I feel like yeah. Sometimes there's gonna be casualties, but sometimes it's casual. Sometimes they're they're down with it too. I've had so many yeah. like times too. Like the girls is cool with it. Mm-hmm. She's cool with you hitting her up mm-hmm. after two when mm-hmm. she knows you just left the bar and yeah, you just and a your booty butt, call. yeah and booty <laughs> call. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're like, yo, what are you doing? And she's like, you can come over. And right. I'm like, all right, cool. And then like you finish, and then you're like, well, I gotta go back to to my chick. Yeah. Whoever that chick was at that yeah. time, and then she was like, "Do your thing. Um, hit me up whenever you need me." Yeah, yeah. And it was like, "What the fuck?" And it was crazy when I was married. I had that ring on. It was almost like an open invite. Yeah. Like it's like, oh, something I can't have makes people want it more. Oh yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, and that's one thing. Like, and I heard this from uh, I think it was Devin Jackson the other day that was just saying like, you know, when we and I read a couple of his books. When as men, when we're single. Whatever we our behaviors and our actions when we're single, that's going to carry over into our relationships. Right. And it's like, so he's like, if you're running a fool while you're single, he's like, what, you know, and especially guys get that mentality. Once I get a ring on it, everything was going to change. And I'll be honest, that was my mentality when I had, mm-hmm. I was like, once I get married, my mentality is going to change my mindset. Mm-hmm. I would never cheat in a marriage. And I didn't all the way until the very end because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know how to end this marriage. So let me just do the only thing I know I'm good at. And then hope, like, it was like, but then at the same time, I didn't talk about it, didn't say anything. Ended the marriage anyway, knowing what I had done. And um, and it was like, but working with, like, in the industry I worked in and talking to friends about it, it was like, no one, it wasn't like, no one was like, hey, like, you know, maybe you should sit down and talk to your wife about what's going on. Maybe you should be honest. Maybe you should, it was all like, oh, shit. Well, make sure she doesn't find out. How can I help you so she doesn't find out? Right. It's mm-hmm. society paying back into its own kind of like madness, right? It's yeah. like it's constantly supporting that crazy like uh, mentality and that mindset for sure. Yeah. And I think about what you just, man, you hit up on a good fucking topic. It's this, this thing that people think that the title and the position right. mm-hmm. is going to fucking change you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you have to discipline yourself yeah. now. Yeah. To be the best husband. Right. You have to discipline yourself now to be that wife. And that comes back to what <clears throat> we talked about on the last episode yeah. on sex. And I always say now today, which people say it's a, it's a fucked up thing, is, yo, you got to find your... It's got nothing to do with peeps, man. It's It's, it's got this self-journey. It's yeah. this love yourself so when love comes, it's not a stranger. Right. You think this position, this new title is going to fucking make this person yeah. all of a sudden yeah. this great husband. Like, you put a ring on me and all of a sudden I become, I don't know, who's a good husband out there? <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's, it's crazy because when you think when you talk about, like, title, titles uh, usually are awarded to somebody who earned it, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's why, like, this idea of marriage or, like, relationships, happy relationships is that, like... Uh, taking on this title of being a husband or a wife right but you didn't earn that title you go through your whole entire life doing whatever it is you feel like and you're not you're not acting wife material or husband material right 
or good relationship material. And all of a sudden, just because you get into a relationship, your whole entire life's just going to flip. Yeah. I don't know anything that happens that way. Yeah. If you don't practice for the game, you're not going to win the game. That's just that doesn't doesn't work that Ooh, way. You don't just yeah, just so. walk into something and all of a sudden you just got all the pieces and all the solutions to everything that you. Oh yeah, I should be fine. Marriage is easy, right? Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not entirely sure who you talk to about marriage, but marriage is extremely difficult. Yeah. And heavy relationships that are committed and are in like like long term relationships, they're very very difficult. Yeah. And so, and a part of that is sex. People are not, we talked about this on the sex episode too, people are not talking about it. They're not communicating about their sex or anything of the sort, right? Which means that eventually it's going to get to this place where the mind starts wandering and starts creating its own truths. And then eventually that could lead into something like cheating. Yeah. And it all always lines back to this idea of how are we as a society seeing sex? To me, it doesn't start at cheating. Oh, the cheating is the problem. No, it's usually the sex that's the problem as yeah. well. It's And I love that you mentioned that, that, um, that, how you are single is going to is definitely going to be how you are when you're in a relationship, mm-hmm. and I find that to be true in most people's relationships. Oh, yeah. You can only pretend to be the boss for so long until you realize that you're not the boss, yeah. and you can only pretend to be married as much as you can until you finally can't be pretending anymore, and your true colors come out. And so, we can put on that mask and we can pretend to be whoever it is that we want to be for as long as we can, but eventually it's going to break, and then your true colors going to come out. Therefore. You must practice those true colors now and try to figure out who you are now and condition yourself to get ready for that quote-unquote big game because that is a big game. Mm-hmm. When you get married in that long-term relationship, you're telling this person, I'm going to be with you for a long time, if not yeah. for the rest of my life. That's not a casual thing that gets to be just thrown out there. Yeah, yeah, and this whole crazy mentality that, that you can pull out, especially mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know, like for believers out there, like, don't take it to the church unless you like understand what you're t- doing. Like I, for myself, I'm. That's what I say. Like, yeah. dude, this yeah. is real Amen, shit. Bro. Like yeah. the moment I, I put God into it, like it's real. Yeah, it's real. And now it ain't like, yo, it's broken. Uh, next. Yeah. It's like, to me, it's not a paper. And like, and like to me, that's why I say like, no love now. Start disciplining yourself now, to yeah. get to that. And I'm telling myself this because I'm a fucking cheater. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I got to discipline myself now to be the greatest husband. Mm-hmm. And I wish I would have learned this a long time ago, but this is my fucking story. And I've learned it fucking barely right. two years ago. Um, on on this side of the fence of somebody who hasn't cheated, if I can speak out for the people that really haven't dealt with that specifically personally. Yeah. Um, looking on the other side ends up becoming this thing where like, you're filthy cheaters. Like, that's it. Filthy you're filthy bastards. gross cheaters. Yeah. I don't know what your problem was. I didn't have that problem. Why did you have that problem and all this stuff, right? <laughs> but when, you, when, you, when you're looking at the scenario, you obviously have people that are part of society that's a majority of society. When you have a whole entire society saying, like, everybody cheats, which is nuts, then you're starting to look as, like, people that are not cheating are of a minority, right? But it's yeah. usually of a minority of a couple reasons. My reasons was always my, uh, my my faith, my belief system. I was raised in the church, and for some reason, I've always had a conviction since I was young. Another mm-hmm. thing, too, is that I saw that my mom and my dad, they loved each other very much. And they like were like best friends, and they loved each other. To the end of the relationship, my dad, my dad died an alcoholic, and he completely fell out of that relationship. But when I was a kid, I learned that for myself. Yeah. And I held on to that. I'm not sure why I held on to it, but I did. So yeah. I looked at relationships a little bit differently, where it's like, no relationships and love and sexes and marriage and all this whole entire thing i've had opportunities growing up and everything but i never really tried to um, tap into that yeah. and so like when you see this mentality of like um, cheating and all that stuff you guys come from a place where you like you start off in this like or you were in this really gross place that people are just gonna be all right it's it's, it's just bad period it's just no way around it it's bad yeah. but you guys were able to get yourself out of it 
And with that, I'm sure, comes a certain type of sacrifice. What is that sacrifice that comes out of breaking out of that mentality of that cheating's okay and that everybody cheats? Can you remember what it feels like to be able to come up with somebody, even if it is like even now, they get an opportunity to be able to cheat? And what is that oomph? What is that like conviction? What is that thing that stops you from doing it now? Either one of you is fine to answer that question. Uh, mm. I'll start. Uh, for me personally, it's my faith. Mm-hmm. That's the number one thing that stops me is my faith. Living to a higher precedent or standard. You know, before I didn't have that yeah. or I just didn't care. Yeah. Now, like, I mean, it's a real conviction knowing, like, no matter what I do, whether she knows about it or not or they know about it or not. Like, I know about it, which eats away at me. I can't, doing something that I know is, whether it's bad or wrong, good, it doesn't even put a label on it. Just doing something that's against my belief, you my convictions. Yeah, yeah out of my integrity, like, I can't. I just, I have a hard time with that. And so, it was getting in alignment with my integrity is everything. So, that's one thing that keeps me. And then, two, like, experiencing that pain. And, like, you know, my current girlfriend now, like, I love her to death. She's an amazing person. I can't imagine putting her through that kind of pain. Yeah. Uh, and, like, it's just not worth it. Yeah. Like, before, and, like, I have to sacrifice selfish desires. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what it all it was, was I allowed my selfishness to conquer everything before. Right. And whether it caused pain, it didn't matter. As long as I was getting mine, at the end of the day, I could somehow justify it that, well, I got mine, and that's all that matters. I'm glad you bring that up, that, that personal desire of a sacrifice, because... That is ultimately what you have to do. And at the beginning, like anybody, you don't work out, you start working out, it's extremely painful. And yeah. It sucks. Yeah. But you do it more, you work out that muscle more, it becomes much, much easier. Yeah. And you really isn't like cha- as challenging anymore. And all of a sudden, it really doesn't become a sacrifice. Yeah. And you can kind of like say, hey, exactly. I kind of like conquered that. And I have to just yeah. maintain that once in a while and I'm good on that. Yeah. So it's not like it's impossible. Yeah. It's that we dig ourselves a grave pretty deep as a society that it really does seem like it's impossible yeah especially if the rest of the world is saying it's fine don't even work on it you don't need to work on it it's fine just cover it up blah 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 but with people who come in with integrity who want to live an honest life who want to do something different who want to be able to sit there and say like i'm proud of who i am and the world that i've created for myself and how i speak out truth you have to work at that muscle and eventually it becomes a sacrifice that's not a sacrifice anymore. It's a part mm-hmm. of who you are. It's a characteristic of who you are. Yeah. And so when you start going in that direction, I talked to you, Migs, about this. I'm not, I don't, honestly don't remember if it was on a podcast or not, but I remember talking to you about how relationships work and like the way that um, you can get away from like this ill-minded way of looking at um, relationships or, or even like cheating or something like that to get away from that is being able to appreciate and absolutely love, which is the opposite of what you're doing in cheating, is love the person who you're with. The opposite of cheating and like looking at other women and that lust and everything, the opposite of that is I'm 100% in love and attracted to and like I, I gear myself towards this person that I'm in love with. Now that takes a lot yeah. of time. That takes practice to be able to understand what that means. But a lot that's of shifting your attention, yeah, right. From like, I could have to mm-hmm. what I have, right. And that's gratitude, right? That's gratitude. Mm-hmm. So like, I already have a great woman, mm-hmm. and it's speaking affirm like it's speaking affirmations mm-hmm. of saying like, I have a great woman. She's beautiful, and when you speak her name, you speak highly of her. Mm-hmm. So nothing else seems like you start building that almost like that, that wall mm-hmm. from like. Everyone saying like I know but look at her and you're like I have greatness already. Yeah. 
and we talked about that so many times and that does that that, that does work but like my brother said like for me it's faith too yeah. faith for like i know you didn't ask me a question but you did <laughs> i did dude you're definitely out Fucking, there as well yeah for me it's faith man to tell you the truth dog like um you talked about love and how you saw it you like had this conviction as a kid you got to see it through your parents and you got to practice it mm-hmm. so you built that discipline to become that didn't have the conviction because i tried to dry my my um conscience and didn't see it at my home i had a stepdad and he had two families mm-hmm. well, our family was one of them mm-hmm. and my mother was always at work so i didn't even have the, that that like that love yeah i didn't see that and then practicing how was i going to practice something I, I didn't even know right and have so for me it was faith for today it's faith it's um do this new standard of living yeah this new standard uh, to me it is it's mm-hmm. it's still a battle it's still a battle yeah um trying to say those affirmations like i already have a great woman yeah uh, she is beautiful in every in every way and it's crazy because it's not just like a thing where it's like whether it's a truth or not it is a truth right no yeah your your lady that you have is a great woman a that great. is like a fact like people know this it has nothing to do with the fact it has more so to do with whether you believe in that yeah or not. believe the, mm-hmm. the internal belief yeah, my, right, yeah my belief right, right. because yeah. you're right like at the end of the day she was always great mm-hmm. i was the only virus in our relationship and she has her own things. She says, I got my own things well, to course. fix, but trust will leave. Relationship is not one of them. Yeah. She loves me. She's She's been there through thick and thin and all that. Like, and to tell you the truth, I would have never left her for yeah. none of these broads. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that I didn't feel something for her because I knew what I had at home. It's just, it was still a sickness. I just couldn't, I don't know if it was because I never seen it. So... You know, you got to believe it to see it sometimes. Yeah, Maybe right. it was a little doubt. Like, can someone be together for life? I, I never yeah, grew right. up in a home with great love. My grandmother doesn't even, yeah. wasn't even with my grandfather. Yeah. So my uncles all cheated. Mm-hmm. Not to put them on blast, but 90%. You, you guessed the other 10. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> straight up. And it's, I never saw it. I never saw relationships last. Yeah. So, and the conviction, like I said, my whole life was about drowning the conscience. But today it is. Integrity helps with that. And it's, you know, knowing what I do yeah. to, mm-hmm. to get this done. And like me and my brother Sean were talking before, it's, it's, it's like there's a difference between com- the, the conviction and guilt. Like people judge us for our actions. Thank God that today I'm not a cheater. Thank God, you know. And, uh, but I still like that conviction... It's good to have that sometimes I feel like, damn, like, am I, be, am I going to be able to talk about this topic? Right. Because I've been a cheater for so long. Mm-hmm. And I've only been clean <laughs> as long as I've been clean from drugs. Like, yeah, right. like it's a new period. But yeah. uh, it beats guilt. I'd rather oh, yeah. have this conviction of saying, like, am I able to come on this podcast and talk about this? And then to be guilty and be, like, in a whole new, different other mindset. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's... um. It's interesting to see, like, um, the mindsets of people that have realized that it's not just because both of you guys come into the same place, and hopefully other people can realize this as well, is that it's not just going to be cheating. It's your whole entire life that kind of, like, goes along with this. Both of you guys talked about conviction and integrity and how integrity and and, and, uh, conviction never just hits one part of your life. It's not Mm -hmm. like, oh, man, that guy's got integrity, but only with his lady. 
No, it's like integrity kind of like board, lives yeah. through like everything in your life. Yeah. So both of you guys come from this place where like I have to realize that if I'm cheating, chances are I'm not really great in any other part mm-hmm. of my life also. Therefore, yeah. I have to be able to be honest and say maybe everything has to change, not just the cheating. Because it, honestly, it wouldn't make any sense for a man to say I don't cheat, but everything else in my life is trash. They would just like wouldn't compute. Like it wouldn't balance out a person's life. For me, what it, what I think when it comes to that, I don't know how Sean feels about this. Like I think it's like understanding love. Hmm. I think for me, it's just understanding love. I never known it. Right. Like I said, in in relationships, in life, I wish I could tell you I did. I didn't find love till like my faith, my love for God, my yeah. fear for God, yeah. mm-hmm. my fear for God, because mm-hmm. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Is that's where the conviction comes mm-hmm. from, but understanding love and like we talked about in the other episode emotions meaning truth and to give and i think that's why it's very important because you're practicing this with this person but at the same time if you can't practice it with this person it's probably you're not practicing with a lot of other people right you know like my son yeah you know my neighbor because the only thing that makes my relationship with my old lady special is that when i give i give her me yeah sexually right but love yeah love I give to multiple people. Right. And am I giving it? Mm-hmm. Do I even know what love is? Yeah, right. And so, like, um, when you talk about um, you can't give what you don't have, right? Yeah. And especially when it comes to love. I think of many people that try to give their version of what love is, and it's always a broken version because it's never really lined up with unconditional love, right? And that's our problem as a society. And in this subject of cheating, that definitely is the issue as well, is as much as, like, people enjoy cheating and stuff like that even heavy cheaters want love right mm-hmm. sometimes they don't even know what it is that they're looking for but it is what they're looking for is love so when they find that one chick and they finally connect with they want to keep them and then migs you've talked about how like you wanted to keep somebody but she cheated on you yeah like that was a whole entire working within yourself so everybody wants to find this but nobody's qualified to give it and the reason why is because they don't know how to receive it from i don't know ultimately I believe is ultimately God. Yeah. So if we don't understand what love is, then we can never give it out to somebody else. So self-love always comes before sharing love with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so we must go out of our way to figure out why do I think what I think? Why do I do what I do? Why do I th- why do I think the way that I do about sex? How do why do I treat sex this way? And really kind of just like love yourself within that and understand that for yourself and being able to look at the world around you and say like this world has been wrong about so many different things in history. So many different things. Trust me, they're going to be wrong about sex also. You're going to fast forward into life and people are going to realize, wow, casual sex, real casual sex has been kind of an awkward, broken mentality and uh, somewhat a, a downfall of our society, especially in love. I read, I read somewhere too where it said like if, if sex, if you were to take sex out of your relationship, would there still be a relationship? Right. And I think that's what we're talking about like here. Like I could, I could find sex anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could never find love. Right. And even like, understanding love I mean like that love is the thing yeah that love is the most important thing the reason only cheaters exist is because love yeah I'm I'm ignorant to love mm-hmm. I do not understand it mm-hmm. do I want it fuck yeah I'm a human being mm-hmm. I want to know what love is because I was sleeping like with a lot of women mm-hmm. feeling empty as hell that emptiness is a slot for love yeah what is love though Mm-hmm. That's my ignorance. That's where my ignorance would come in. That's why I would always go to this other solutions. Well, I don't fucking know love, but I know sex, and I know that makes me feel 
instant gratification, instantly happy, instantly good. I think that's what it is. Is we gotta understand love. We gotta like. Some of us can't haven't seen it. Some of us don't really ask the questions of why for love. Like, why is love so important? Think about that. Like, cause it is the thing that it's like the glue for life. Yeah. Love and peace. I mean, mm-hmm. even the hippies said it. Everybody, mm-hmm. love for people. Let's not kill them. Let's love them. Mm-hmm. And that's when change truly happens. Yeah, is love. Love is truth. Mm-hmm. Love is. Love is truth, and yeah, and I think that if you're finally willing to kind of like think of relationships and sex in that same exact category of love, and every like everything else with love, it starts to make sense, and it starts to kind of like go in the right direction. It's um, people want to be able to have that solid, honest relationship. And still get to sleep around, but I'm sorry, that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Like that, that combo does not exist. And so you're gonna have to have the crappy relationship and the cheating. Or you say, the person that I'm in love with and that good relationship that I have, she or he is very much responsible for this fix that I have as well. That's it. And there's no ultimate, there's no more ultimate love when it comes to the type of relationship and a connection to somebody that you say, I not only have my heart connected to you, I have my mind connected to you, and now I have my body connected to you as well. Mind, heart, and body connected to your mind, heart, and body. And that right there is the same type of like full version of love that even God wants of us to be able to walk in the direction that he wants us to walk, to think the way that he thinks, and to be able to feel for people the way that he feels. So when you have that with one other human being, one other human being, that's why he calls those two people become one. And that's nuts. When you think about that, there's something spiritual that's happening in that scenario. But because our world is becoming so unspiritual, it doesn't care about that connection anymore. And we build situations like this. And people are wondering why. Why do people cheat? It's nothing to do with you. It has to do with, as a society, we're not connecting ourselves to a higher power. We're not connecting ourselves spiritual, to Spiritual, man. Buddha said it. Anything that releases suffering is spirituality. Spiritual. And it is spiritual. It's Love Love is the answer to everything. everything. Mm-hmm. Like, when you are feeling pain and, and, and someone comes and says, Hey, you fine and, and help you out. That's love. Mm-hmm. Someone's giving their time, their energy emotions and truth to you to really help you and you find that in in the significant other you find that in in thy neighbor and it's just something that i I feel like yeah cheating cheating can be solved only through love yeah but understanding what that is and i feel like the person battling with it has to really want to really want to try to go for that solution because it is is it, it is work it's labor willingness and patience right and it's a lot of that's which is a lot of self-love to have that type of discipline for yourself is being willing to say i i know what's good for me and i deserve that therefore i will work hard for myself to have those attributes like patience and love for myself and all those things and then i'd be able to kind of share it with somebody else so if anybody out there is dealing with something that is connected to any of the topics that we talked about today um, especially cheating and stuff 
know that all three of us have pretty much the exact same solution to that, and that is a spiritual connection. Spiritual connection to a higher power. All three of us believe in God, um, but a spiritual connection that results into loving yourself and in, in turn loving the significant other as well because you can't get what you don't got and you can't get anything real unless it's from the real the real one and so you got to be able to figure out what that yeah. might mean for yourself yeah self-love is huge that was a big thing turnaround for me too was that the more that I kept cheating the more I kept messing up however you want to put it yeah. the more guilt and shame comes with that mm-hmm. and when you don't feel like you're worth anything when you just keep reiterating that you're a piece of shit and your actions keep reiterating that you're a piece of shit like you just keep proving that to yourself for me it was like there was i didn't feel like i was worth a quality relationship um or even putting in the time and discipline in myself you know what i mean to turn because i knew like my mindset needed shifting Mm -hmm. and the best advice i ever got was someone told me they're like you know i was talking about my relationships i'm like damn girls are crazy look at all these relationships i've had look at how they've all acted and the person was like do you ever stop and think like the common denominator in all your relationships is you yeah like and i was like damn like (laughs) are the girls all acting crazy or is it because i'm driving them crazy and they're like hit me up beside the head because i was like shit and you know we i'd see so many guys and girls go in relationships where they're they take in their quote-unquote baggage from one and bring it into another and it's like it's always the other person's fault and it's like no it's your fault like you, you don't have control over the other person what they do you don't have control over yourself and that's what i like i had to look at myself and go man i've only got control over myself right. and i don't love myself how am i going to love someone else and so that's where i had to start was little things of what can i do to love myself what matters and that's where like for me it was like health you know and fitness and like i started getting into that heavy yeah. taking care of myself on that respect which has started spilling once i started filling that cup it started overflowing to other things and like it's and that's where like i think society does too with with love love is like the answer it's not cookie cutter though like it's not a fucking fairy tale yeah, like no. not cinderella and shit no. where no. it's gonna no be book. all perfect like you know two human beings coming from two different lives you know trying to get together in a relationship let alone even a marriage you know you're two different people from two different parts of the planet whatever like you're not people don't get along it's just human nature you know yeah. what i mean it's not always going to be perfect and so for me like i know when i was cheating it was because that connection that i felt with that person was was like disappearing fading and instead of stoking my own fire throwing wood more wood on the fire that i had going as it was going out i was like oh fuck this fire is just going out i'm gonna go find a new one or i'm gonna start i'm gonna take a break from building any fires go lay some sparks (laughs) and then you know it but it was like man i didn't realize like you know and Kayla is my current girlfriend. Her dad says it all the time, like, you know, that that little spark in a relationship, like that flame that you got, like, as long as there's a flame there, you're obligated to, you got to keep doing stuff to keep it going. And, like, put in that work, take that action to keep fueling your fire. Because if it's going to go out and you're not doing anything to prevent it from going out or contributing it to growing, it's just going to go out. Like, it's just going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's, it's giving it a fighting chance. Yeah. Giving it a fighting chance, man. Love, love is the answer, man. It's true. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just work. It's, and that's where I was like, I wasn't willing to put in the work or 
just like I wasn't even like I was blaming it on so many other people like I was their fault yeah so then when the, the connection was lost it was like I was chasing that with cheating like you'll get it for a half hour an hour yeah. however long you know what I mean like it but it's the instant gratification never works and like society is all about it though like with cheating or you know painting these movies where these relationships happen and they're all fucking fairy tales and you're right off into the sunset like it just does not work that way the grass is not greener like none of that but that instant gratification of this pill that's quick i think we gotta ask ourselves what is love to me yeah right that's Mm -hmm. the question because it ain't fucking cookie cutter what works for homeboy might not work for homegirl or vice versa whatever it is yeah and then you hit on knowing you're worth it mm-hmm. knowing your worth right too i think sometimes people stick around because they don't feel like no nah, it's just never gonna come mm-hmm. and then they're bringing that baggage too from the past like but it's kind of like how it went before this has happened before you're just like you know whoop-de-whoop or this person but it does it comes too again yeah with the internal culture and the belief it's knowing that you're worth it you're worth better than this you're worth better than than feeling like trash and and, mm-hmm. and and getting these boyfriends and girlfriends that are just the same and asking yourself too the common neighbor, uh, denominator is myself mm-hmm. am I the fucking problem yeah because that in some cases is the problem in mm-hmm. my own mm-hmm. I was the fucking problem it wasn't even my significant other but if you were to talk to me three years ago I would have said it's her mm-hmm. that's the sickness yeah, that's mm-hmm. the sickness so what you gotta do is you have to have that extreme ownership you have to yeah I think in anything in life right yeah right that's what, that's what we talk about it's like this yeah. cheating is not just gonna be just cheating this is yeah. literally everything and yeah. everything needs to connect like people in anything any areas of life and stuff we always it's so easy to point our finger at someone else blame someone else because it takes the attention away from us we don't have to own up to anything and like however it's not gonna solve anything you know what i mean you're just trying to put a band-aid on a problem as opposed to getting down to the root of it like what causes take you got to look at yourself in the mirror nine times out of ten that's your you know what i'm saying it's you yeah and taking responsibility it was hard to do that it was hard to sit down and have that conversation with myself and like i remember when i had that come to jesus moment so to speak yeah and it was like I felt like all of a sudden I just had this overwhelming feeling of emotion where like I hit the like my knees hit the ground and I was crying harder than I ever have just on my bed because I felt like having that talk with God and like while I'm taking responsibility in that moment for everything that I've done all the consequences that have happened in my circumstances are you know admitting they're my problem yeah it was like at the same time so much of a weight is lifted to where like I felt so much relief that I just I was overcome with emotion just bawling my eyes out because it was like and that's when you realize you're worth you're loved you know what I mean like love like you're worth it yeah oh man you just hit it man it's biblical like what Jesus did for everybody Mm -hmm. like he gave his life his life to show you how much he loves you Mm -hmm. and that metaphor what it just means to me is just What have I ever given? Mm-hmm. And at that time, when I had that moment too, it was just, I never given this woman anything. I never really made sacrifices or fucking spend time. And this person felt that we're so worthy that he would do all that. I have to do that to my people too. 
But first it starts with thinking you're even worth it. Yeah. It's that, man, you hit on something. It is. It's, 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 oh man, it's heavy. It's fucking heavy. Um, here we go. The end of this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Let's land this plane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sean, thank you for being with us today. Talking about this subject. Um, it's a it's a tough subject for people to talk about, so I appreciate your courage to want to talk oh, about sure. it. Megs, you're just an exposed network guy all day, so talk about anything. So, no congratulations to you. But um, thank both of you guys for being here with me and allowed me to be curious and our and our listen listeners to be curious. Hopefully, somebody had learned something about themselves or maybe somebody else that they know or preparing themselves for life about how we get into this and yeah. um, how it's most important to. We'll always come back to the same thing what Exposed Network is about, which is we have to ask why. Why do we do what we do? Mm-hmm. And we have to be honest about those answers. And from that point, we'll be able to make a change within ourselves and hopefully eventually within our small little world. And then eventually, if we all try hard enough, the whole world. And if you could get anything from this, remember one thing, too, that me and Sean are coming from an overcoming. Like, mm-hmm. we're still in it. Yeah. So, hey, don't 100%. fucking think that, like, all of a sudden, life is cupcakes rainbows and unicorns yeah, it's gonna it's it, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what to do and mm-hmm. from what it sounds sean is still yeah. we're still in it and yeah. um daily yeah yeah and it's it's a daily thing it's a daily connection of getting honest in stream ownership it is because if my relationship fails i have a big piece to do with that yeah, yeah. i yeah. can't i can't live in that whole place where it's like well i don't know i just just happened yeah, yeah. Right. sorry doesn't that that yeah. doesn't work. I didn't just yeah. slip and fall into some, you yeah. know, some. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's real. You got to really get honest. Yeah, yeah. There's steps to this. Mm-hmm. Make the right choices. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah, right? and you can keep on working towards a, a better yeah. you always. So don't yeah. ever think that it's over. These well, these two guys I'm sitting in front of, they know yeah. these guys. And just to add on what Mason was saying, like just at church on Sunday, the message was like. You got to fill yourself up daily, like renew your faith daily. And it's so true because I know like if I don't even read my Jesus calling every day, it's not like I feel like sometimes I feel like I don't feel like reading Mm -hmm. and doing that stuff. However, I know that if I don't refill that cup every single day that I'm allow opening that door, even just a little bit for something to come in that I don't want to get in. You know what I mean? So I got to constantly renew my faith every day. Knowing where I came from, I yeah. know that I'm susceptible. Yeah, we you know what I mean? we we all allow that slow drip of something yeah. into our lives until it yeah. becomes like you say makes a whole entire ocean, and so we need to allow that spiritual growth, that slow drip, to be in our lives as well. It may not feel like a lot right now, but eventually it becomes a lot. It Daily reprieve, man. Mm-hmm. Don't live off yesterday's win. Today's Amen. a whole new different day. You might have killed it yesterday, but today, guess what? There'll be some new obstacles. Oh yeah, Amen. you can lose everything in a day. So don't don't let yourself slip in that. Yeah. Sean, once again, thank Thanks, you so man. much. I Thanks, appreciate guys. your time with us. Um, how can people find you on Instagram if they want to follow you? Uh, just go to double underscore Sean Michael double underscore on Instagram, or you can go to Sean Rice on Facebook. Nice, yeah, nice man. and easy. <laughs> Migs, once again, thank you so much for you know uh, it, man. co-hosting this podcast podcast with me. And uh, next week we'll be getting into some fun subjects. Nice. Thank you very much, guys, for uh, listening to Exposed Network. Make sure you subscribe and continue to listen to us on a daily basis, I mean, a weekly basis, and um, we'll catch you guys soon.